Okay, welcome back to Bon Voyage, everybody. I'm your host and tour guide, Rob. With me, as always, I'm Adam. We have a special, bit of a special episode today. First time with two guests. We have our uh, returning champion, Heather. Hello. How many is this? I have no idea. <laughs> I thought maybe four, but I, that felt overly ambitious. I'm like inserting myself into this podcast more than I actually am. <laughs> you were you were on Goldfinger, Living Daylights, and Honor Majesty. Oh yeah, Service. so this is yeah. the fourth. Number and four. we ask you, it's not like you're like don't feel bad. Yeah. You're not like hounding us. I feel like there's been times we've asked you and you didn't come on. So yes. no, and I mean I am excited. I always enjoy it. You're usually just over on the couch silently playing a video game and chiming in from the peanut gallery. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And we have uh, a good friend of mine and somebody, our first guest who's actually in the industry a little bit, so that's exciting. Say hello, Kat. Hi. Normally what we do when we have a first-time guest, we ask if you have any, what is your history with Bond, if you have any at all? Have you seen any James Bond movie? I remember seeing Casino Royale, and I think I saw Skyfall, and I laugh sometimes at that meme on the internet. <laughs> of Bond, the woman in the bathtub being like, hand me something to wear, and Bond hands her like a pair of shoes. <laughs> that is a, a protested and contested joke among this circle. Yes, when we, when we watched Thunderball, we discussed that very scene for yeah. 10 minutes. Something like that. I contend that it's an awesome move. It's a baller move and it's a very funny scene and not that, like it's the type of thing I do in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And we, I think we agreed that as long as... As long as you're, cons like again, in a relationship with consent, but just like some random person, that's... Yeah. Oh, totally. That's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. creepy move if you don't know them. Yeah, they just show right. up and you're naked in the bath. Like, um, like if, <laughs> if you had a good night and yeah. you slept together and just having a bath and you came in. Yeah, and you're being and, Yeah, that's cute as hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good me. I thought you were going to say the, uh, the ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Oh, that, that, that one's mean, really that, good. That's like every yeah. weekend. Daniel that's Craig what, announcing it. Is it SNL? It's SNL. Yeah. He's introducing the band, the weekend mm -hmm. or, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so people share that like every Friday. I think it's a bot that shares it. <laughs> yeah, there's like a Twitter account dedicated to it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I mentioned you're in the industry. Mm -hmm. Do you want to give a little bit of a background about what you do? Sure. Um, I started in theater. I still am in theater, um, but recently have kind of moved over into the film world um, and have done a variety of different things. Um, mostly I'm a screenwriter and an actor, um, but I have worked as crew uh, and currently I'm working for a film festival. That's very cool. Very what are you cool. doing there? You just mentioned that, so I'm doing organizing uh, it. operations, events, and logistics. That's so cool. You're getting every angle of the industry. Yeah, basically. It's a nice job. It's like one that interacts with all the other departments. So That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, back to Bond a bit. Or movies. What, what are your favorite types of movies? Do you like old movies? I do. Yeah, I do enjoy old movies. Uh, I feel like everything you have to take with a grain of salt and some things really don't age well. But if you can accept them for what they are, like most of the time, and I can get past that and be like, all right. Yeah, that, that's mm -hmm. certainly a thing we talk about a lot. Like yeah. within the context of when it came out, like some weren't good even then. Mm -hmm. Like they should have known better. Mm -hmm. And some are better than some movies that are out today. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing we've come with a lot. Like Honor Majesties, for example, was 
fantastic. And Even by today's standards. Exactly. And then, like, ones in the 70s and 80s are, like, awful by every standard. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, even then, they probably should have known yeah, Exactly. Yeah. It's weird. Even within some of these movies, you have amazing female leads, female mm-hmm. characters, and then the dumbest damsel in distresses that are just mm-hmm. cliche. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the laziest written, laziest performed. Actually, sometimes it's weird. It'll be a good female character till the end. And then they're like, well, we need her to be in trouble and Bond to save her. And it's, mm-hmm. yeah, super lazy. You know what we haven't, or that I don't think anybody's talked about, is also that that trope exists for the male characters in this too. I was just thinking about Jaws, who's in this movie. Maybe we'll talk about this more later, but he is definitely the trope of, like, big burly, stupid dude. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot there's of There's a lot of those. Usually American characters. In yeah. This. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Well, that's often not discussed because, I mean, the man has all the power in almost oh, exactly. every situation, mm-hmm. but they are also represented very poorly in mm-hmm. film today and in the past. Yeah. Like, if you... Most heroes are shitty people. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to be these people. Mm-hmm. And just because they're the ones in charge, it's it's meant to look like it's the ideal, but it's not really. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they're not. These characters aren't always well written. I, <laughs> well, especially like the hench people, yeah, right? Exactly. Like they're just the big dumb idiots. I, like in television these days. Well, I mean, we're kind of at the tail end of it now, but with like Tony Soprano, Don Draper, Walter White, the an- the era of the antihero. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't want to be these people. They're awful people. Mm-hmm. And I remember when, um, like, they get a lot of flack for glorifying this type of behavior, but it doesn't look glorious to me. I remember when Wolf of Wall Street came out, people were protesting it because it made Jordan Belfler look cool or whatever. I'm like, that doesn't look cool. <laughs> like, yeah. maybe for a weekend, doing mm-hmm. a bunch of blow and being rich and burning money and having those crazy parties, but no one wants to live like that for real. Like, mm-hmm. that's crazy. That was a big debate even when Joker came out recently right like everyone was like it was glorifying that kind of like incel whatever but it's like no dude like You're missing the <laughs> yeah. point. just because yeah. they're on tv doesn't mean you should want to be that yeah. Yeah. it's not celebrating it just because it's on the screen exactly in exactly. fact it's often doing the opposite all right easy to get sidetracked there sorry do you have a question no i was just going to move forward to what is your bond history or no you already said that didn't you yeah yeah. that's very oh. you probably forgot because it was, mm. it was so short. short so yeah. given the two that you think you saw That's if it, yeah. uh, someone a question we often ask just mm-hmm. if someone on the street says who's James Bond to you what's your answer uh, 007 no. <laughs> which actor <laughs> um, the B Daniel Craig yeah, yeah right. that's the one mm-hmm. I must do you know who with. originally played him I do Yes. Okay. <laughs> this isn't sorry. This isn't like you're not going to be graded or anything. I'm just trying to get a no, sense of your... No, I definitely do, and I'm going to be like, ah, I guess, the yeah. second you say his name. Um, sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> yep. He, he, he died. Away yep. Yeah, he just died. Know, so Sean Connery. Yes, so thank this, you. Um, I go back and forth between Craig or Connery being my favorite. Uh, we really There's a guy who just did two, who we like a lot, but he only did two, So and they're not great movies I don't find he played it really well so to me it's either Connery or Craig but the one that you're watching today is a Roger Moore one and he's a lot of people's favorites Ooh. he's not super popular on this podcast did he do the most yes yeah. he did seven of them mm-hmm. so a lot of people who are I don't want to age or date anybody now but a lot of people grew up on Roger Moore once. Like, their dads were Sean Connery Bond fans, and they grew up mm-hmm. with Roger Moore. Because he, he was, was, like, the 70s. and From 71 to 85, yeah. he was Bond. Okay. Cool. Wow. I'm excited to experience a new Bond. Yeah. 
Well, so, new to me. Sure. <laughs> this one is his third. All right. Uh, should we do real context, like when it came out, or our chronology context first? Uh, whichever. Okay. Well, so the way we've been doing this, I think I explained this to you yesterday. I created our own chronology. So I'll give you the, like the actual context when this movie came out. The one before this was called The Man with the Golden Gun, and it was like the least successful one ever. People weren't sure Roger Moore could do it. It uh, it was panned critically. It didn't make a lot of money, and people were worried Bond was even going to survive. So they needed this one to be a hit. Came out in '77, and sort of spoiler alert it's a it was a pretty big friggin' hit this is like a you've heard of goldfinger probably mm -hmm. it's it's one of the ones that's always in the top three or top five at least this one's one of them too like it's it's renowned it's a lot of people's favorites so it it saved the franchise this one and paved the way for the rest of the roger moore movies mm -hmm. our context he's uh bond is what two years out from his wife dying we'll say yeah because it was like almost a year in license to kill and then for your eyes only yeah. the last movie we so his wife was killed uh, they were married for like an hour yeah, yeah. <laughs> then the villain came to execute him this is in that great one we were talking about on a majesty secret service so it wasn't long ago you were on here heather no i think it was only a couple ago <laughs> yeah yeah anyway um so she was killed, and then he went on a revenge spree and license to kill. And then at the start of the last movie, he placed flowers on her grave and sort of moved on. So what was mm. the last uh, last plot? We just stopped. Um, what the hell was the plot of For Your Eyes Only? I already For Your Eyes Only? Uh, he stopped uh, Russia from getting some kind of... Yeah, it global was position. The, it wasn't GPS, but it was a targeting it, system for. It was like missiles. the encoder for the fl the British fleet of ships or something. Yeah. An, an independent party stole an intelligence apparatus from Britain and was trying to sell it to Russia, and he stopped it. Well, no, it was underwater, right? They they like, blew it up and then lost it, and he found it and. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. So, some variation of the many, you know, three Bond. <laughs> there months. was a crisis. Yeah. Bond yeah, intervened. Bond crisis was averted. <laughs> yeah. exactly. For a more in-depth summary, look back to episode <laughs> yeah, whatever. Episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's not really anything you need to know from the last one to enjoy this one. He's no. kind of bad. This is one of the one-off missions, which is nice. But it is like we have a seasoned agent now who's been through a lot of trauma. Uh, yes. He's, it's, but it's coming out of a dip. Okay. He's had two women he was in love with die in his arms oh. at this point. So he's very that helps explain why he can sleep with so many women and he's so cold at this point. He just uses his uh well we find this in a lot of these movies. He's good with the pistol and all that, but mainly it's his art of seduction at the end of the day that often saves the day. His other pistol. And, yeah. His, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And uh yeah, one of the reasons it works is because of all this trauma he's had. He's so cold and able to do that because of all the crap he's been through. Mm -hmm. Because the one two movies ago was him on that super revenge where he just killed more people than he needed to. Than usual, yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Licensed to kill a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nicely done. Uh, Heather, anything to say? You've seen this one before. I don't remember a lot of it. I remember the pyramids. I remember... That's basically what I remember. I, I remember Jaws. I know you remember the song. Oh, yes, I remember the song. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll talk about that after. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, it's my favorite... Well, no, I, I don't do that anymore, do I? I don't want to uh, 
give you any, yeah, I'm not yeah. leading the witness or leaving any breadcrumbs. We'll just watch it and then we'll talk about it after. All right. Anything else, anybody? Well, we'll be back in a few moments. See you soon. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. Shall we go around the room? How's everybody feeling? First thoughts? How about you go first, Rob? I loved it. I, uh... <laughs> the Rob who loved it. The <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know why the last time we watched this, I didn't care for it as much. I think I liked this more than I liked For Your Eyes Only last week. Mm -hmm. And that one I've maintained is my favorite Roger Moore one. I see why it's such a classic. It's so much fun. It's, well, I'm going to get, sorry. Just first thoughts. I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. Maybe it's because we watched with, you know, we're all here together watching it. We had a little pizza party, you know. Yeah. And it was, it's not so hot anymore. The humidity broke. I'm not in a bad mood. It's just, uh, it's very fun. We've watched a few serious ones, a bit darker. This was yeah. nice and light. Heather? Yeah, I also quite liked it. I feel like this one uh, fits the genre quite well. Um, like to me, this is a classic Bond. You know, it's got all the elements that I expect in a Bond movie. It's a bit campy. Like there are some, anyway, we'll get into that later. It's a bit campy. It's a bit silly, which I like. I don't mind that at all. I enjoy it. Definitely. There's lots of references to other Bonds or other Bonds reference this. Mm. So I, I liked it. I had a good time. I also liked it. I liked it more than I thought I would. Not that I came in being like, oh, I don't know about this, but sometimes when I just have watched a lot of older movies um, and yeah, sometimes they just don't age well and I can't, sometimes it's hard to get past that. So I was like preparing myself to be like, okay, we're gonna let some of these go. And then I was like, oh no, like this one is, it's good. I was going to ask you this later, but I'll just do it now. Uh, when you say age well, as in like the tech or like the content? No, tech I get on board with pretty quickly. Like if something looks like you said, like campy or like I can tell kind of what the effects are. Like so I just, find it enjoyable to like notice those things. So you mean themes and content and stuff like that? Yeah. Hard. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes, especially when it's like a male hero characters, sometimes they just are so misogynistic that I just can't like put aside or get on board with them like Soylent Green I was right. like oh my god I hated that movie well we can get more into that when we talk about why this is not one of those after and why it's awesome we have two ladies to talk to discuss mm -hmm. it because uh, there's an awesome female lead in this one Adam? I liked it I'm not like overwhelmed with being impressed by it uh, but I've seen a lot of Bond movies the past few months so mm -hmm. I really thought this one, based on your opinion of Roger so far, that uh, you'd like this one quite a bit. It, I think Roger Moore is still quite low on the Bonds list. Um, if that wasn't true, this would be higher maybe, right. I guess. It's okay. below Octopussy still for me. Really? Yeah. Well, you're in popular company on Twitter. They love that <laughs> stupid movie. Right. We've argued about Octopus. It's my least favorite of all of them, probably. It's Although, in my like top few, though. Yeah. It's like... Didn't even know it existed. Mm, quite a title. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alright, Kat, did you want to try to do a summary for the audience? Sure. Okay. It is... There's this guy with a fish fetish and he's going to build an underwater city. <laughs> And Bond is like, no. Uh, and Russia is also like, no. 
because he's blown up in submarines and is, can take them off the little beepy map. Mm-hmm. And they just, they can't. They need the map. There were a lot of maps <laughs> in this film. I think that may be a subtle uh, theme, a thread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll come back to it. Um, so, uh, James Bond of England <laughs> teams up with Triple uh, X of Russia, and uh, the two organizations work together to bring down this fishy guy. <laughs> And Amazing. that's the movie. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, I'd put that little blurb on the back of the DVD for sure. Yeah, yeah I like it. All right, maybe I'll. Since you thought Daniel Craig is Bond, how did you feel about this guy? Just initial thoughts as I guess. the guy. Uh, how do you feel about Roger Moore? Um, good. Uh, I didn't actually. <laughs> pay that much attention to him, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, I did, obviously, like, I'm watching him. He's the main character. He's, like, pushing all the action forward and stuff. Um, but he didn't do any... Th- there wasn't anything about him that I was, like, oh, wow, he's really good at this, or he's really making me believe that. He was just, like, he was he was fine. On the flip side, also not very bad, either. No, not at so. all. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah, kind of feel... Mm-hmm neutral about him most people say like critics or whatever this is where he hit his stride he had done two already and they were a little awkward and he wasn't really comfortable but this one he's like having a lot of fun and he's more natural in it smiles a lot if i watched an older one if i'd be able to yeah if i because we started with the first one and it set adam off on the wrong foot with uh with raji <laughs> yeah yeah i really didn't like that first one he, he did really well in this one though for sure yeah i think it, it's a very solid movie yeah yeah he looks good how do you feel about that people how is he looking in this one because he's often yeah. so old and cringy you don't like how he kisses Heather. i can't watch him kiss it makes me want to shut the movie off i yeah. hate it he it's looks he is struggling through it and the woman's it's, gotta hate it as well it's so funny because he's Ugh. so much more like he's even said it he's the lover not a killer whereas connery was the killer more than that you but keep connery saying that is, but he he's not in that he's not he's not threatening in the same way that the other no, but he also are. turns just down sm- more women than any other bond right and he can't kiss for shit so i don't really agree with he's his not, own assessment no, i don't no, say no, it no. he said that you say it a lot to me <laughs> <laughs> i'm repeating I'm what yet, he said yeah. himself i didn't make it but i think you're right like he yeah. he yeah he turns down more women he and he can't kiss for shit uh, uh but he does flirt a fair amount and uh He's still a decent seductor, I guess. I didn't find him. <laughs> there was a seductor. moment in in the film where I was like, "Oh, he looks very attractive," mm-hmm. and it's it's uh, right before they like hop on the, oh, they take that thing out of the missile and attach it to the camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he's got like the black yeah, turtleneck his, and yeah, yeah. Oh, it's them! It's them watching the missiles. It kept cutting back mm-hmm. to his face. That's right, what it is. Right. And he's like really intense and focused. And I was like, oh. That's attractive. (laughs) Yeah, there are a few moments I caught that. Uh, How do you feel about him, Heather? I don't know. He's fine. I don't don't really have any... Yeah, I don't have any strong opinions about Roger Moore. Like, I don't... I I agree with your assessment, Kat, that, like, I don't really pay attention to him. If he was swapped in with somebody else, I'd probably like it more. I'm not really noticing him specifically as he walks through it. I think he... Uh, he makes it more silly 
Mm, which sure. works well, in some I, cases. I find that's why it's so much fun. Like him and Triple X in Egypt there when he's first getting to know her when they're being chased by Jaws and that really weird scene and he just keeps making jokes and then them on the boat and walking through the desert and all that. Like he's never, I don't know, one, one downside to how quippy and funny he is is there's no stakes ever. Mm-hmm. You're never worried. Yeah. He's never worried. Right. Mm. Like there was the only time he got a little bit serious was when he was having the conversation with Triple X about him having murdered her boyfriend. Yeah, and, and I at actually, that point he was like kind of serious for a second. Yes, yeah, so I thought he that was, that was a moment where I did notice him. Like yeah. he did get quite serious in that scene. Mm. Uh, but even when when she pulls a gun on him at the very end there mm-hmm. when they're escaping, he even still doesn't get serious there. I don't think he thought for a second. Mm. That she was gonna do it there, but look, and the scene didn't want that. It was still that was a funny moment, but the, um, the scene I was talking about—it's like one of the only serious moments in the whole thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, even when he first meets her, she brings up—I th- I think this was it. Like she brings up something about him being married before, right? Mm. And he's like, "I'm sensitive about some things." Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he shut that right yeah, down. Yeah. Well, yeah, I totally forgot that uh, he mentions Tracy in this one too. Mm. Yeah, that, that, that solidifies your. Your chronology. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Well, while I'm talking about that scene, I know we're going to jump all over the place as per usual, but um, these movies don't typically have a normal, like, f- three-act structure or whatever. And you know how most movies, at the end of the second act, there'll be a conflict with the main relationship? Mm-hmm. That doesn't typically happen. There's usually another Bond girl, and she'll die or something. or Like, sometimes there'll be a minor fight, but that one was, like, your typical end of the second act. They have a fight, and they're not going to get back together. Like, you killed my boyfriend, and it was a serious moment, and they kind of went into opposite rooms. And it, it felt like that. It felt like a normal movie for a second. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you... Didn't that feel... Bit unusual compared to these other ones of it you don't get that a lot yeah it was very like it was more well defined than it usually is you know yeah, yeah for sure like what was that one um recently where like he like he i think it was licensed to kill he screwed something up for like the bond girl whatever and it was just like a conversation where she was like oh i you didn't know i was also trying to do oh, something yeah, that, here that's right yeah. but then it's just in, the next scene it doesn't matter anymore in like, isthmus he was so focused yeah. on his revenge he didn't realize that uh Somebody else was already on it and was going to succeed in the mission he was attempting to do. Just while we were talking about, like, Bond and his jokes and everything, there's just so many really bad jokes in this one. (laughs) Like, they were especially... Like, they weren't even funny. Here, here. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, I wrote down some of them. (laughs) He put the out of order sign on the dead guy. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh... He, like, made that scaffolding collapse on Jaws and was, like, Egyptian builders. What was yeah, that? As if that's some kind of joke. Uh, I liked <laughs> Rob's comment for that. Yeah, like, um, yeah, they made the pyramids, for God's <laughs> sake. Yeah. I mean, I know that it was slaves and blah, 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 yeah. but, like, are they renowned for their bad carpentry? Egyptian know, builders. Uh, he made a joke about women drivers, which it's whatever. And then After, she- like, five jokes. Yeah, try yeah. the big one. Mm-hmm. Does it play another tune? Try, try reverse, that's backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's then she says, way. like, she runs into Jaws and she says, shake it, not stirred. As if that's also a joke. Right. But it like, yeah, makes no sense. <laughs> just because no. you say it that way doesn't make it a joke. But yeah. Well, there were a lot of things there just for the sake of them that don't really make sense. I should have taken better notes, but there's a few times where I was like, wait, how does he find the, uh, the MI6 in Egypt? Like, he, they... 
he wakes up in that boat and just walks there. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. shouldn't he be lost somewhere in the middle of Egypt? Yeah. Uh, well, no, he, he did know that they were going to Cairo. Like he? the right. the boat he, when he's then. conversing with the sailor, he, he says something that I don't understand. But you hear Cairo. Right. Okay, I remember what it was. Jaws, <laughs> try to uh, help me make sense of this. They get in the back of the van when Jaws is driving it to because they want the microfilm from him. Right. Where is he going? And he yeah. knows they're in there and like his mission is to get the microfilm and kill anybody who's come in contact with it. Why drive out to the middle of nowhere? Why not poison them or just open the door and shoot them? He instead drives, drives overnight. Overnight yeah, yeah. to the middle of nowhere and then walks off into this old ancient temple thing and lets them it's like a cat and mouse. It's beautifully shot. It's really cool. <laughs> but it's another one of those cases of we rented this place. We have to shoot in it. So let's just do something and hope no one's paying attention. This makes no sense. <laughs> oh, and then yeah. they get away. Like he had them in the back of a van and he had the microfilm. And he gets out first, lets them chase him down and gets knocked out and they yeah, steal yeah. the thing. Like, like gets out of the van, walks away, lets them like, right. get out, no problem. Yeah. Walks away, scales wherever they are. Somehow gets to four stories up. Extremely quickly. He climbs four stories up and then comes back three stories down and then jumps on them. That's the real mystery. Yeah. His athleticism. Like, yeah. we've seen him run. And then we're expected so. to believe he can climb four stories like that? <laughs> It's, yeah, like I was saying while we were, it's the Jason Voorhees Friday the 13th effect, like the, the horror movies from the 70s where you look back and he's 100 feet away and then you look back again one second later and he's right behind you <laughs> or around a corner or whatever. The way that Jaws moves when you're when the camera's on him is how I move in my dreams when I'm trying to run, but I can't. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's also how every movie ever does outer space. When there's zero gravity, we just move in slow motion. Or actually, it's the same thing they do with really big things like Godzilla always moves slow right. through a city or King to make Kong them look huge. to make them look bigger. So yeah. maybe they told him to move slow. Yeah, maybe he's actually not that big. We just think he is because he moves slow. <laughs> I don't know. Some of those scenes where he's fighting Bond and his like one ah, hand his encompasses hand. his whole oh head. Yeah, That is a big, sad man. I kept thinking about that when they were on the train. Uh, that uh, Fighting in the little compartments. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. When he has him by the neck in there. and the crotch, yes, up against the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gross. I was yeah. Th- like, he wouldn't be prepared for that bond, right? Like to be shoved up against the ceiling. That's right. not a common fight tactic. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's weird in such a light movie to have some horror moments like that. What was I thinking of? Oh, in Egypt when he's chasing him, how he'd be like in shadow, and then the light would come up with that intense kind of music, mm-hmm. and then the stalking, and then there's like how he was, you know, stalking him like Jason. The shark kills. What else? Oh, that. Well, you mentioned the phone booth kill. The out of order. Uh, <laughs> that being juxtaposed with like the the dancers was pretty intense and kind of yeah. like a, a horror movie kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jaws is a strange <laughs> character. Question for you, Rob. Okay. When I, I was looking up something about the music, we'll talk about later. Uh, sure. I saw Spielberg was potential director for this movie. Was it for this but, one? I. But he was on Jaws. Oh, really? Hmm. He uh, he really wanted to do one, and hmm. Cubby Broccoli didn't think he was ready. Yeah, they didn't go like. He wasn't a mature enough director. <laughs> and what's but what's funny with the Jaws thing is we have Jaws and a shark. Yeah, in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> and I think even was... at one point the. 
there was like the shark coming for someone and there was some not really Jaws-esque music, but like close enough. Interesting. I'm just yeah. going to check because Jaws was 75 though, I think. And this is 77. Yeah. So he just came off it and it was a disaster. Like it cost so much money. To, yeah. Jaws is 75. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe it was he had just done Jaws and they. Right. And it like got lucky and was a huge hit, but apparently the studio almost fired him several times like they went way over budget and way over time like mm. he kept waiting for the right shots and the beach had to be the water had to be right and right uh, like nobody likes to shoot in water like everyone is always a disaster cats nodding um like pirates <laughs> of the caribbean and jaws are the only two successful movies on water ever i think I mean, uh, every Bond movie, they're underwater like half of it. Yeah, <laughs> true. I, I actually wrote that. I'm like, what a blessedly short underwater scene. When, <laughs> when the, when the uh, Lotus turned into the sub and they had a little oh, yeah. action scene underwater, mm -hmm. some of these movies, Cat, uh, Thunderball that we mentioned in the intro, half of it is underwater. Really? It's like when they first figured out how to work underwater cameras. Yeah, they used them to their full effect. They got their money's worth on those cameras. <laughs> I'd like to see the percentage of how many Bond movies start in the opening scene with like in a submarine or in a vessel somewhere and like someone's like, oh, 500 meters to whatever. Because I think License to Kill or something would also in like, or, or what was the last oh, one we did? For Your Eyes Only was uh, just him and Blofeld. Oh, but after the pre-title, I think it opened into uh, the vessel. Oh, or, that's right. Underwater when yeah, the... Yeah, yeah. the Avtech or whatever got stolen yeah, or blown up. ATAC. ATAC, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But there's been quite a few that start on, like, yeah. Yeah, like business as usual on a submarine or on a boat, yeah. and then it blows up and something yeah, is or stolen. Or gets stolen or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we could go, if when we talk about the plot, or now if you want, how many movies this basically is the same plot of. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Tomorrow Never Dies, Moonraker. You only live twice. Straight up, you only live twice. So there's another yeah. one, Cat. Instead of a sub, it's a spaceship. The movie opens with a bigger spaceship eating a smaller spaceship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, an American one and... No, yeah, an American one and, and a Russian, a Russian one. one. Yeah, and yeah. they just disappear. Same thing. And mm -hmm. at the end of it, it's a volcano lair instead of an underwater lair. But they have... There's a monorail inside and all the, the crew of those two ships are being held captive, bond sneaks in releases them it's the same freaking plot <laughs> also from russia with love right because he meets up with like the i can't remember if she's russian in in from russia with love yeah, yeah, yeah and time, to yeah. get the device the microchip totally. here in this case and they're and two they, a russian agent yeah. and a british agent and they go yeah. on a train and fight the henchmen i was mm. thinking actually about for russia from russia why do i say for from russia with love um with the fight sequence that was actually happening on the on the Cairo rooftop. Um, I remember the first time we watched this, I think it was just after the first time I had watched From Russia With All Love and being amazed at how much better the fight sequence was because the fight sequence in the train was terrible. But I remember, Rob, you had told me like... It was the first one ever. Right, the first... Um, like, like not just... Choreographed. Uh, the yes, first, exactly. The first choreographed well, fight. In a popular movie. In a popular movie. Non-Kung Fu movie. Right. And then... So then... And it was terrible. And then to go to this one, which I think we watched maybe next. It's funny that you it say so that because I was actually going to say that when we were talking about Roger Moore, how he's awesome in many ways, but the man can't fight. That fight on the rooftop was kind of awkward and yeah. lumbering. He like does a big lunge and grabs a hold of the guy's head like mm. under his arm. <laughs> and when he gets tossed, it's like 
they did a cut, and he's like, okay, but next time don't throw me so hard. Because he just sort of stumbles slowly into that chest. <laughs> yeah. But it was followed by that wicked scene where he snaps uh, the guy's hand off his tie, which was which Quantum stole, or borrowed. Mm -hmm. he, you mentioned another one that you recognize from Quantum. Yeah, there. well, there was the uh, walking through the desert dressed up, and yeah. then there was also, which I don't know which movies these that's, are That's in. Quantum okay. as well, yeah. And then there was also uh, Bond and Vesper read each other when they first meet. Yeah. You know, she makes all these predictions about him and he about, or assumptions, I, I guess. Assumptions about him and he about her as well, which mm -hmm. happened in this film. I don't, yeah, you mentioned that. Which scene was that? Uh, when they're at the bar and he orders a drink oh, for right, her right. and she him yeah. and then they they don't make assumptions about each other but they tell each other what they've researched. You yeah, know? they're one up in each other. Yeah, yeah. similar. To, yeah, you're right. That's that is similar to that scene. Shit, we're all over the place. We didn't talk about the greatest uh, stunt ever. One of the best pre the whole pre title sequence is longer than most of them. Mm -hmm. Hey, like the pizza arrived during it. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. But it, like most of them are like one of those little scenes in most pre-title sequences. But like the sub got eaten. We didn't know what happened, but the guy mm -hmm. looked in the periscope and just says, mother of God or whatever. <laughs> and then we see, yeah, the British find out. And then that wicked room that General Gogol's in that I love so much, that creepy Russian minister's room. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, what do you think? You guys must have liked the tease where the Russians like, we'll, we'll get our best agent on it. Cue two people having sex, and the agent, the dude rolls over, and you assume it's going to be him, but it's actually her. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I wrote a note. I was like, is this like, was this a surprise? Because I mean, obviously, I knew going in. Right. Um, but I was like, oh, is this like, yeah, would somebody watching the movie for the first time or like when it came out be like, oh, what? Which was a, a woman? Which was a constant theme, her sort of one upping yeah. or surprising the audience. Wasn't she the American sub captain? When, oh. oh my gosh. Oh, such yeah, a gross. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. yeah, why sorry for being all over the place, but why shower? Why did he just assume she needed a shower? Why did she take him up on the Why did she take him up on the I mean, unless I like I said, she's like Bond often does. Like that's a weapon that Russian agents learn is sex. Did you watch Red Sparrow? No. I keep asking people who are on this. No. But I mean, so, I've seen like, like Atomic Blonde is like up there for spy movies for right. me. It might actually be my favorite spy movie. And she does that as well. Yeah. Um, well, Red yeah. Sparrow is the Jennifer Lawrence one where it's most of it's training uh, to be a Russian agent and mm -hmm. they have to like train themselves to have zero emotional uh, involvement with sex. They have to like have sex in front of each other all the time just to desensitize them from it. Jesus. Like they actually, because they're especially female agents were trained to go and seduce diplomats and world leaders and they're, they're supposed to use sex as a weapon. So maybe there's that, but it's not in the rest of the movie and there's no reason for it in this case. No. He's not an in ally. this moment. Yeah. Like it doesn't show her gaining something from it. No. So just the audience gaining a decent side boob yeah. for some reason yeah. in a really creepy way. Yeah. And a laugh when the, whoever the guy is that comes in kind of lingers. Yeah. yeah that, that's, that's the it. stuff that doesn't age very well. Even just in the past few years, just because of everything happily, we're moving on from all of that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was drawn out too. Like, cause like he makes us all those creepy comments, and then there's a whole other separate scene where we just address mm. like the outcome we should of him that. Up on it. Yeah, yeah. and but again, like the, again, doesn't do anything. It there's no plot there. Like no. the, he just read a random other report. You know how she said they they had the call back once or twice when she uh, talking about training in Siberia or whatever. Mm. Had she had a line in there where she's like, "Never pass up a warm shower," is like something that they, something like that. So. Mm. It's a callback again, but there wasn't even that. Then it, mm. it could have worked in that case. Yeah, especially yeah. after she had so firmly turned him down. Yes. It was like, you know, you could tell that she was uncomfortable. She's like, no, I'm a professional. You need to respect me. Yeah. And then there she is in the shower. It just mm -hmm. didn't really fit her character. When no, she, like, that's... took off her helmet or whatever, too, her hair, she did, like, the beautiful, like, you know, shampoo awesome. commercial yeah. hair. And her hair was beautiful and shiny and yeah. clean. Like, yeah, she didn't need a yeah. shower. She just got on board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and it was like the second thing he said. Like, normally we don't have women. Do you want a shower? In my quarters. <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. Anyway, back to the pre-title sequence. Yeah. Uh, did you guys, it took me several times watching this movie before I noticed, which is stupid since it's a central part of the plot, and they showed his face up close so many times, but like the guy at the top of the hill, the one of the three skiers who was there to kill Bond was the was her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. But I never, like when I watched the pre-title sequence as a kid or whatever, I didn't put those two together. That the dude that was just sleeping with Triple X was the dude that Bond killed with the ski pole. No. Mm -hmm. I got that like he was going, so when that opened up, they did the scene with her in bed with that agent first. Yeah. And I was sitting there going, is that Bond? Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I didn't know yeah. what Like the agent she was sleeping with? Yeah, so sure, I was like, sure, yeah. is this him? And yeah. then I was like, no way, I don't think so. And then it flipped to the scene with him, and I was like, oh, uh, okay, oh, okay, Bond. you're him. Well, but he, he said Siberia. So, well, he said Austria. Or, or Austria, right? yeah, yeah. He said, I have to go to Austria. I can't stick around tonight. But I so, didn't notice that it was his face on the guy that they did zoom in on. Right. Well, first it zoomed in when he was like, well, the woman that Bond was sleeping with in that cabin, as soon as Bond left, she radioed him and said, he's just left. And then mm -hmm. it showed a shot of those guys up on the ridge. And it was a close-up. Two of them had, like, goggles and a mask on, and the one guy had it lifted. And that was the guy who Triple X was just sleeping with. Yeah. I had never noticed that before. No, I didn't get that until the, she walked into her commander's office, and he was like, I'm sorry. She's dead, yeah. 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 Anyway, and then the, yeah, ski chase followed by that awesome ski jump parachute mm. pretty you know how i've said this isn't my favorite of them until tonight apparently but it does have the best song and the best stunt of the series because mm. that's a they did it in one shot they could only afford one shot oh my god the stunt yeah. guy on yeah on a pair of skis it just went fucking crazy over a mountain <laughs> and you like, said the premiere had um yeah like prince charles was there i know i forget who else was there and it got a standing ovation in britain when that flag burst <laughs> out to the yeah. bond theme and then cue that awesome song and that very long silence just yeah, yes. I, yeah. I thought this movie mm -hmm. was really good at in at silences there were really thoughtful moments for it they did it yeah quite a bit they mm -hmm. would cut the music in an unexpected moment and really make you focus that yeah. was um mm -hmm. he like cut the cord to the security camera when he was putting that bomb at the end yeah, uh, and yeah. they cut the music at that exact moment and it was like full blast bomb theme and then or bond, bond theme, theme. Yeah. <laughs> uh and slip uh and they cut the music yeah yeah like at full bombacity yeah. yeah there were a few choices that i didn't like like there was some silly sound effects and that oh my god when they're coming out of that fight that they have with jaws in that random undisclosed location 
the ruin. The temple thing? Yeah. And, and they're in the truck and it's falling apart and it's like huh? circus music. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I've hated that. Yeah. But whatever. The choice. Yeah, I, I don't know. A lot of people love the Roger Moore movies for that shit. Like Octopussy's just full of it. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't like it either. Yeah. So the funny thing about the music in this one, I looked it up uh, because it's a different person. It's not the main guy, John Barry or whatever. Yeah, it was like a, some fill-in because he was busy or, or okay. whatever. It's obvious. It's quite yeah. different. Quite different. And it's kind of use... porny. <laughs> well, he did a disco version of the <laughs> of the Bond theme, and they used a bunch of like classical music pieces and other pieces, like because mm-hmm. uh, why I looked it up was when they were doing the the villain's first shark attack thing. It played like Bach and Mozart, and I was like, I I know these pieces, like I played right. them before or something. I was like, hmm. that's cool. Yeah, interesting. Well, I've talked about this song so much. It's my favorite. It's not my favorite song of the Bond songs, but it's my favorite Bond song, if you know what I mean. No. No. You don't get the distinction? Uh, Outside of the Bond world, I would prefer to listen to Skyfall or Live and Let Die. But the lyrics to this one, Nobody Does It Better, makes me feel sad for the rest. It's just, it's a James Bond song. I have a personal thing with it, too. We like the song a lot. But um, that aside, personally aside, it's a good James Bond one. The woman singing, Nobody Does It Better, makes Mm -hmm. me feel sad for the rest. They're all doomed. And uh, a lot of people like that it's a... The Roger Moore fans love that it's a Roger Moore one because they all think he does it the best. And he does do some things the best. Sure. I, I like the song, like you, as a as the theme song for a very capable spy, but I'm still yet to be convinced that James Bond is that. <laughs> <laughs> I think many spies can do it better than him. Name one. Well, I don't know. Triple I haven't X. met... Yeah, Triple X for starters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, mm, well... I'm I'm feeling outnumbered and not at all in the mood to fight, so I'll just let you <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah, it's good fun. So the song's awesome, but the the images over it are one of my favorite too. Although mm. on the Blu-ray, it is really funny. Those women are just straight up naked. Yeah, yeah. 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 They, they did that never thinking that anyone would be able to see it, more, and then we've just fine-tuned it enough that we can. But more than most, yeah. Because often they'll just turn to the side and you catch a nipple. But like the lights are brighter or something, mm-hmm. so you can just fully see them naked like the yeah. whole time. So cat on the original, like on the VHS, it's all darker. You can't actually see it. It's just silhouette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but these. Re- like remaster, remaster exactly. Four yeah. K or whatever. It's not four K, but it's Blu Ray, ten eighty. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I also noticed. Well, I kept complaining about the toys. I wonder if that is also more obvious on the Blu Rays. Oh, like, good point. When it shows the miniatures, when everything's blowing right. up, and all the corpses, quote unquote, on the ground are just. It looks like a kid left his room in a mess and there's just toys all over the dolls. place. It's actual dolls. That and the dolls when they jettison out of the side of the ship. It's really funny. It looks like, a, I know you had not seen it, Adam, but it looks like the end of a, a battle in Team America. Like Paris yeah. blows up and it just sort of slowly pans out and all these dolls are puppets. killed. All these puppets are killed. It looked like that. So mm. funny. And the shark, we had noticed also at that point that the shark, when it's oh. against Jaws, there's totally just a gift shop stuffed animal yes. shark. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can see like the fuzz. Yeah. <laughs> Did you care for the for Carly Simon? The song? Mm. Yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. I was eating pizza or something probably. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. It's one all. Uh, 
when I really want to annoy my friends when after a few drinks and we're doing YouTube karaoke and I want to show an example of a really good Bond theme, that's the one that I'll put on. That or Skyfall. Skyfall's a really awesome one. <laughs> See, at least I'm self-aware. I know that I'm just <laughs> pissing everybody off. Like, ah, here he goes. I'm a bit of a dork. <laughs> you want to tell the Mexico story of that song? Sure. Me? Like, me tell it? Yeah, sure. I'm glad you're here to tell it because it sounds like I'm tooting my own horn or something. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah, we uh, we went to Mexico with our friend Jason, who you guys met yesterday. That's oh, right. yes, um, yes. Yeah, so he, he went down for like a month and invited us to come down and split an Airbnb with him. So we went down there for a while and we went to a... See, this is the problem. You asked me to tell the story, and I give context. Oh, wow, does she ever. <laughs> so Jason so was I born met in Jason. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so we go out to this karaoke bar for one night, and it was awesome. We were having a great time. Lots of other Canadians around were having a lovely time. The last song that our group sang before we left, I sang, Nobody Does It Better. And Rob is just, like, in the back of the bar. It's a special song to us. Like, to us, it's... Like a pretty meaningful song between the two of us, yeah, I would say. Yeah. And um, anyway, Rob's. We had back. almost left because you had put it in. I didn't know, but you had put it on or put it on the list without me knowing, and it hadn't come up yet. So okay. I was like on my way out, and then that song started. Okay. And, and the guy, were, he stopped us. Oh, that's he right. He said, that's "I'm about to put your song up." Anyway, so I'm I'm singing it, and Rob's in the back just blushing. <laughs> and <laughs> this group at the front of the bar, they turn around. They're like, "Who is she singing this for?" <laughs> yeah, there were a few like looking back, and I was just like trying to melt into the wall. <laughs> yeah, I don't typically time. blush normally. I, I can normally be confident and own that, but. But yeah, that was quite a moment. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful song, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's... Well, having anything sung to you, but my favorite Bond song, are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. Pretty awesome moment. Oh. There, we got personal for a second. Sweet start. <laughs> Another sweet moment in this, you know I'll like it, M gave Bond an attaboy. So oh, did Great he? job, 007. Mm. Did you notice that? No. Normally, uh... M is hard on Bond, always giving him shit. Him and Q both, all of Bond's bosses are usually pretty hard on him. But when they got back, this was in Egypt at MI6. Constantly blowing shit oh, up. His bosses are <laughs> often hard on him because he's a very capable spy. <laughs> He gets the fuck. He saved the world in case nobody else yeah, noticed. He did the job. He did the job. While your favorite agent, Triple X, is duct taped to a freaking chair over in Atlantis, Bond is busy saving the day. Because she is forced to work with him. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, he gave him a good attaboy when they said, I forget, he said something and he's like, great job, 007. It lasted for like one second because then Triple X one upped him and said, actually, mm -hmm. it was when he said, uh, what Where, wherever oh, the thing Stromberg's is place is located wherever. Yeah, actually, it's in Siberia. Actually, over there. Yeah. What do you think of the villain in this one? What's his nuts? Um, what was his name? Stromberg. Fish Stromberg? Fetish. Oh, fish fetish guy. <laughs> fish fetish. Yeah. I... He likes Mozart. He likes classical music, sharks, and not hanging out with people. So. And not shaking hands, so he's very COVID-friendly. Yes. yes. Did you notice his webbed hands? Oh. No. Um, you didn't? No. Oh. It showed a couple. It, I like how it didn't mention it, but it showed them a few times when he was doing the fingertips thing. Oh. And there was once he had them open. Yeah, he had webbed hands. Most of the, well, not all of them, but uh, often a villain has some form of deformity. So that's why he wants to start an underwater world, because he's like, 
a little bit like a mermaid. I bet you he was just bullied as a kid for his webbed hands and like got obsessed with fish and just wanted to. My first thought is he has it as he's preparing for the underwater world. Yeah, he did. He had skin grafts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He reeks of, uh, yeah, a crazy dork genius who was bullied too much and just wants mm-hmm. to blow everybody out and play with his toys underwater. Like, he's straight fucking crazy. I, I yeah. wish he had mentioned Blofeld because he's like, I don't care about extortion. Unlike that guy you've been battling for the last several missions or whatever. Yeah. I don't want money. I'm just going to blow this shit up. Yeah. I thought, yeah, he's like exceptionally crazy when he kills the lady at the start and then goes through all the trouble of paying the people 20 million dollars then retracting the 20 million yeah blows up the helicopter why not just feed them to the sharks too mm-hmm. and if he's going to kill them there why not kill bond there why wait till bond and triple x get back to the shore that part's confusing yeah when it's and how logical. <laughs> when and how people choose to kill each other in bond films never make sense no. like they were there under some cover he was pretending to be uh, marine biologist. Yeah. So maybe Stromberg thinks that, like, if he shows up dead while at an official meeting with him, maybe it blows the cover a little maybe bit. Maybe it'll, yeah. yeah. What or was the be... point? What was his uh, goal with that meeting? Just to scope out the. Yeah. Because they, they saw the coin that was on the blueprint, the photograph of the blueprint. So yeah. that was their only lead to get there. So it was just to go assess the situation there. Okay. And then he saw the hand in the aquarium and how creepy and weird this guy is. So then they knew they had their guy. And then obviously when they tried to get murdered over and over again after meeting him. Right. Which was a pretty wicked uh, helicopter chase. I know you don't care much for the chases. Or I actually wrote down the helicopter car chase had some cool angles. Yes. <laughs> and it was fast. That heli- yeah. like whoever was the stunt pilot in that helicopter and really cool effects is it was, sorry guys, I'm just darkening it on all my favorite shit. But the uh, the bullets blowing up on the road as the cars driving through mm-hmm. was a really cool effect. Mm-hmm. And it was the um, the like receptionist lady or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The the Naomi. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Was the oh, yeah. the pilot? The yeah, the not wearing anything lady. Yes. Was she not wearing anything? She was in a bikini and like, a, like a sorry, I exaggerate. Mm-hmm. But like you're going to pick up uh, a marine biologist and his wife. To take him to an official meeting. You're on a boat. Okay. Mm-hmm. I did notice that Triple X was wearing a hat in that scene. She like wasn't a, until they got there, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like it was a, like a crochet a mesh tuk- thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then the woman came out in a bikini because I guess it's... Are you cold? Chilly? <laughs> <laughs> on the water? Is it though? <laughs> did you notice uh, the look that Bond gave Gogol or whatever when he first came into the uh, MI6 in Cairo? When he was like all surprised the Russians are in our base. Mm-hmm. So one of the last scenes of the last movie was them two meeting. And I thought that helped That's our right. chronology a lot. Mm-hmm. That same Russian was in the last one. And he shows up at the end to buy this device that mm-hmm. the whole movie's about. And Bond destroys it right as that guy shows up to buy it. Mm-hmm. And they had like a little moment. And then, then that made this even better that he sees him again in their own office. And yeah. it gives him that scowl. Yeah. Sorry, I, Your chronology is working well, Rob. It is. I'm patting <laughs> myself on the back here. Yeah. I just looked down and saw I had that as a note, so I had to say it. What did you guys like? I'm talking a lot. 
I thought the gadgets were cool. I really fucking liked the car. I mm-hmm. thought that was awesome. I thought that would be so fun for whoever had to build that to build. Cool. How do you think, like, the the Lotus, like the, the sub one, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it first goes into the water, it looks like a toy again. It looks like they're shooting in, like, an aquarium mm-hmm. or in a little pool. But then they had the guys next to it. Like, it looks like it's full size somehow. I don't know if it's, like, a robot or something. Like, how they shot the exteriors of it. Because you know how, like, during the chase and the fight scene, there were dudes, like... Yeah. With, like, this, the scuba diving gear coming yeah. at them and stuff. Yeah, with the little torpedoes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Those were, like, life-size next to it, and everything looked appropriate to scale. It wasn't I mean, it could have been just, like, a empty, floating yeah. thing a that shell. still does have some mechanics, but, like, there's not people in it driving it. So it could be a, a remote-controlled giant floating thing. If anybody listening ever has any actual insight to this, I don't. We don't have time to also watch uh, the making of all these movies <laughs> with our full-time yeah. jobs and this podcast we do for free. So, if you want to send in how they do anything at any point, we'll read it out. Mm-hmm. This podcast we do for free. <laughs> uh, uh, and the watch printer. Oh, I was just oh, gonna say funny. that. Yes. What did you think about that? I thought it was really cool. Like, even though I live in a time when the Apple watches exist and you get like like, text messages, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Except it's like it was really fucking loud. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and she didn't even flinch. No, no. That would have been super suspicious. I'd been like, you can't hear this. Yeah, (laughs) maybe he's been getting them all night. You know. Yeah, (laughs) I like that it was like printed on label paper. (laughs) I like the the chlorophyll display thing that he put together on the boat out of his like what did he make that out of you know when he was like looking at the blueprints you guys don't remember no oh yeah 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 there was oh, like a little screen camera. and like yeah yeah it was a screen it was, like, he put the chlorophyll yeah exactly that, that he, he like that he put the blueprint like yeah, he snapped it into yes, it yes exactly he like assembled that thing out yeah. of something yeah mm-hmm. yeah that was cool Oh, I really liked her the cigarette. cigarette. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's another great moment yeah. of hers. I was like, yeah. that's something I could make. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could go home and have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Just like my watch. <laughs> right. Carry that around. Carry your watch around to text your friends. Yeah. I can really we should have those. I'm a spy. Yeah, like, you and I, let's just get a couple watches that we can type out physical labels to (laughs) each other. (laughs) I'm sure they exist now. (laughs) That was definitely another purposeful uh, moment to differentiate from the Connery days where, like, Connery, they probably would have slept together at that point. But she's like, yeah, she's not having any of that and kind of one-ups him again. Mm -hmm. Well, back to what I was saying at the start, or how I said we get to it later, how it's not your typical misogynistic whatever. Like, she keeps... Yeah, one one upping him. Do you feel that way? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, he has an obvious like respect for her. Mm-hmm. Like he knows who she is, mm-hmm. um, and doesn't. Like I mean, aside from the car mm-hmm. scene, mm-hmm. it doesn't and, really. He doesn't like diminish her abilities. And not in an annoying way you see these days. Some way, like he keeps trying. In, like, an innocent, slightly charming way. And, like, he likes the challenge rather than being emasculated or resentful or anything like that. He just kind of mm-hmm. goes with it and likes her even more because of it. I like any anyone where the, quote-unquote, Bond girl is his equal in some mm-hmm. kind of way. And those have, delivers on that. Those have definitely been the best ones. Yeah. Uh, 
sorry, back to the gadget for a sec. One of my least favorite things in these movies is the reverse engineer gadget. Sometimes Q will give him something that it's like a MacGuffin. It comes up in the plot later. He's specific, like something crazy that doesn't make any sense that you would give right. it to him. And then it comes up later. I liked how I feel like they didn't let the audience know in any trailer or anything that it was going to turn into a sub because mm -hmm. we saw the car come off the ferry and then we had triple X's point of view as Q was like showing them around what to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Normally we hear what Q's saying. This button yeah. will turn the fins on. This button will turn it into a sub. This button is for the missile to shoot the helicopter down. Normally you hear Q yeah. say all that. And mm -hmm. this time you didn't. It, like you saw them talking and he was pointing at everything. That was really good. Yeah. 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 I like that. Really good way to do this it. This is like evolution in screenwriting where... Yeah. They're starting to move into making movies where you don't just say everything. No, and then also show it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, you can do. Just show it. Just show us what's going on. Agreed, yeah. Because, yeah, I often praise these movies for not hand-holding plot-wise, but they do a lot of crap like that with gadgets and just say, uh, saying yeah. the obvious. Mm -hmm. It's a delicate balance. So. The kind of gadget I really liked, even though it was like, fucking ridiculous was um stromberg's like really long under the table gun <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. i think that's a gadget i'm with you yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's like such a long a barrel you can hear the bullet go off and get out of the way <laughs> <laughs> and then shoot him in the crotch right I, back i like his eyebrows went up and like i said when we were watching it like holy fuck he sat down i never get to use my big under the table gun yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost happy that he didn't go down the stupid elevated door trap. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and I failed too. <laughs> and it was funny that he just like shot him yeah. a bunch. Yeah. And then quite it was like, brutally, yeah. 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 It's like, yeah, goodbye. That's four or five <laughs> goodbye. times or something. Yeah, that's quite unusual. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of the Bond villains, I say a lot, does it happen very often when they get killed by their own device or. Um, I mean. Yeah, depending. The drill and Moonraker guy went out into space. Yeah. Who I wanted him to get killed by the sharks. I wanted this mm -hmm. guy to fall into the aquarium and yeah. get eaten. But I one of them has already been killed by sharks. I was going to say, there was another one killed by sharks. Live and no, die, he, was it? Oh, it, no, he, blew blew up. he blew up. Jaws survived. <laughs> he swam away into Jaws the sunset. Never dies. Oh yeah. my god, when the credits rolled, I wanted it to say, Jaws will return in the next James Bond <laughs> movie. Because <laughs> he does. Because yeah. <laughs> it, it said actually die. James Bond will return in uh, For Your Eyes Only. But they but, changed it to Moonraker? They did Moonraker first because the success of Star Wars. Oh. That's which came out in 77. Yeah. So that was such a hit that they switched. For Your Eyes Only did Moonraker instead. Hmm. But in our chronology, Jaws was in space previously and yeah. has been rescued from space. That's right. <laughs> and is, again, uh, an assassin for hire. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so what happened to his little wife? That's right. Dolly? Who knows? Hmm. She's just back at their assassin. Yeah, he just mansion. he's swimming right to her. Yeah, yeah that's probably true. Locations? No. How about outfits? Since we'll go from gadgets to that, you you commented on Triple X's. Yeah, she's got some great outfits. The women mm -hmm. often do. I yeah. find the like the women are well clothed, probably because they're often treated as eye candy. But uh, she's. But great not all outfits. of them are like scantily clad ridiculous i mean no, there's a lot of that, that to be sure but, but that's not what i'm saying like she had tasteful clothing as yeah. most of the women often do because they're there to be looked at a lot of the time she was a good character on top of that but you know yeah she's more thoughtfully dressed than even james bond is 
uh, I, I feel like all the men in this movie were in uniforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Some, he like, naval ones. And stuff. Yeah, he was in like well his ski outfit and then naval attire when he was on the ship getting his mission and then the tux for a long time. But I even mean like henchmen and extras and stuff. Yeah, like they're we all just had like suits. hundreds of suits of people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When then like the one woman like triple X is like in beautiful dresses all the time. Yeah. Even, even her when she was in a uniform it was totally different than the dude's uniforms. I like when we get some drips and drabs of his past Bond's past, I mean, and they mentioned that he was recruited from the Navy, and he was wearing his Navy attire a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Uh, locations, Cairo was really cool, eh? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. All the... Yeah. <laughs> that scene, <laughs> the, like, ruins when Jaws, they were following him, Jaws. Yeah. Yeah, like, very, like unnecessary, but, like, so cool yeah it would have been a yeah. really uh, tricky thing to choreograph mm-hmm. with all those giant pillars and they had like just like a tons of tons of scenes in egypt that were mm. yeah him just walking around yeah. looking for those hotels i was like is this like real like yeah, are these... they, they shot it there yeah so they just like could get in front like i was like i don't know if i've ever seen a movie that actually looks like this like that is on well, location in, in is... egypt as we started to watch it this is what i was telling you i wish i had mentioned uh a couple of the reasons why i love it so much and that's one of them the shooting on location they, they were one of the first series to ever do that like the first one they went to jamaica and shot a bunch of stuff there mm-hmm. and then and the second one they go to istanbul and they shot in all the mosques and it de- definitely looks different it's not a backdrop it's not i mean there's a lot of really amazing sets as well that they create big grand sets like i was talking about earlier but then yeah they also for the exteriors will literally take the whole crew and fly to all these different countries Mm -hmm. um like it would have been impossible for them to have for the characters i'm not saying the actors the characters who have been running around through the pyramids like that though right they weren't in the pyramids like when those ruins uh just outside the pyramids it was near the sphinx there right okay well even still yeah i don't know i don't know actually i think it became a little bit more regulated because okay. yeah. so many places like when I was in uh, France there's so many old war things sure. you can just walk into it's not like in Canada mm-hmm. where yeah. everything is roped everything off is and roped off. there's a plaque mm-hmm. on everything mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah you can just go into a lot of these places mm-hmm. and this was the 70s mm-hmm. I don't know depends yeah. on the government yeah. depends on how much money depends on who's in charge at the time like yeah. if the economy mm-hmm. is good and they can actually afford a parks department to pay for security and all that mm-hmm. but otherwise Fair. and you can also just assume uh, that feckish guy was involved in the government and paid off the security to go somewhere because mm-hmm. it was going to meet somebody to sell this thing that night for sure yeah what was this microchip thing i feel like i missed that so these two doctors that Stromberg had hired that he killed, they developed a technology to steal the uh, sub nuclear sub routes. And the woman stole that tech and was selling it to this guy in Egypt or did sell it to this guy in Egypt. He was then he then sent a sample of it to all these people to say, hey, look what we have. Mm. I'm selling it. So they were after the proof of that. They wanted the whole thing that he had, I guess. Oh, okay. Okay. That's basically the plot, I think. Mm-hmm. Wait, but who was the, f- the feckish? Mm, he the was the one that she sold it to, I think. But then who was the guy in the club that got killed in the phone booth? 
another contact of his. He had the microphone. He had the microphone. So he was the in-between guy. He there's several in. I don't know. Several in-between people yeah. who are all involved in trying to sell this to okay. world powers. It's funny because that's it's kind of like the side plot because the main plot was like the submarines went missing. Well, that's just how they got in on this. How the how Russia and Britain found out about it. Stromberg's plot was to he used this tech that they developed to steal a couple nuclear submarines so they can blow up the world. So he can blow up the world. Uh, and then she wanted to make some money, the woman who worked for him, so sold these plans to Egypt. Mm-hmm. To this guy in Egypt who yeah. then was trying to... Uh, he wasn't doing it for any moral reason to like say, hey, this guy I work for is about to blow up the world. He was just trying to make a buck, I think. Yeah. So that's how they got in on it. Hmm. What I was saying earlier about how, it's, uh, how he's a friggin' hero, in this one it is, again, to pat myself on the back for the chronology, it's like his experience and just... Like he knocks out like eight guys there and hops in that monorail... To free everybody. And, like, have the stakes ever been this high? Mm. Like, often he... Well, well, Moonraker, they were going to make the whole world poisonous. Right, okay, that was a big one. (laughs) That's pretty big sticks, yeah. Yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah. Because in Moonraker, a guy created a space station, and he was going to... He had, like, a gas, was going to poison the world, and then... Repopulate it with A few years later, he was, like, a super Nazi. He, He brought up, like, an arc with these perfect... Blonde people that he was going to repopulate oh the earth with. Yeah, it sounds like what all the billionaires on Earth are doing right now. Exactly. Uh, Scary. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Elon Musk could absolutely be a Bond villain, and yeah. Jeff Every, Bezos yeah. is a Bond is villain. A <laughs> so is Mark Zuckerberg. Yes. Again. But in this scenario, Dolly Parton would be Bond. Aw, oh. true. I'd love to see her in a Bond movie. <laughs> yes. She'd be fucking awesome. She <laughs> She could play the part that uh, Wayne Newton did in License to Kill, being a salesperson on TV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bless your heart. Bless your heart. I don't got much more to say. Me either, I guess. Nobody did. Heather's doodling over there. I kind of stay focused. <laughs> you got anything else there? Not in particular. I mean, you know, cool sets. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah. Stromberg's big dinner room and his giant table and all yeah. that's a wicked set very cool yeah i liked when atlantis was sinking and then it shifted sideways as all the water mm-hmm. was coming in that's a pretty cool thing to do in a set that's something you see in like a christopher nolan movie these days mm-hmm. yeah it reminded me of greece <laughs> when they're like in the like shaking <laughs> that's box funny. It just reminded me of that yeah <laughs> This is old technology. (laughs) (laughs) When was that made? I don't know. Probably very... Yeah. I'd say. 70s. 70s for sure. He's not that old. No, he's not. Yeah, it's very similar. Right around the same time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 77? Yeah. Because Saturday Night Fever, I think, is early 80s. So it could be right... I've never seen that. Yeah, you were saying. They might have used the same set piece from Greece. They could have. Yeah. (laughs) I wrote down Atlantis. What a dork. I don't remember what I meant. <laughs> nice. I think when he was just revealing his plot, he just... And he, oh, na- and he named his stupid thing Atlantis. Yeah. Like, like I said, I'm pretty sure he was just a dorky kid who liked fish and was bullied and somehow made a bunch of money. Like and I guess I already made that point, but... 
Like Kat said, he's got a fish fetish. Mm. Fish. Try saying that a few times. Fish fetish. Fish fetish. When we're on to uh, tongue twisters, <laughs> I think we might fish be fetish. Did you have fun, Kat? I did. Good. Yes, I enjoyed it more than uh, more than I thought I would. I love <laughs> the two, you know, people who don't like each other have to work together to fight mm. a common mm. big bad villain. I like that that trope. So you've seen an oldish Bond movie. You see the format. Like the pre-title and the title sequence and all—that's what they're all like. Mm-hmm. It's a—it's a very interesting. It's a whole subgenre. It's not just a spy film. Like it's a—it's a genre within the spy films. Yeah, it's got its own formula. Yeah, yeah. there's 24 James Bond movies. Holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I had so. no idea. And what you guys are at? What 20? <laughs> no. No episode. This is movie 18. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh six my to go. God. Yeah. And then only six. And then 25 comes out. October. October 8th. Yeah. So we're wow. timing this to roughly finish right then. We have two extra weeks yeah. for a couple of bonus episodes. So yeah, we're 18 in. We are three quarters through, bud, after this one. Yeah. Wow, you've never Ooh. sounded more Germany. <laughs> and then just that, you're three quarters in, bud. <laughs> yes. That's how we talk at work a lot. <laughs> Germany. Coworker brings it out in us. Not that we're, we're we bring anywhere near here. Germany. Oh, not at all. Who even knows what that is? You gotta no, cut no. out this all whole right. section. I'm gonna beep every other word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the following yeah. section will be bleeped out to protect our privacy. <laughs> Some names and places have been changed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like insert Germany. <laughs> <laughs> like your phone. Germany. Yeah. Our very <laughs> casual, quiet 200 downloader, like our consistent fans, I don't think are the stalker types. You guys are good people. We could blow up any time, man. I suppose. Yeah, I don't trust any of you. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if we wanted to get bigger, where would people find us? Uh, oh, yeah. We didn't plug. We are on Instagram and Twitter at... 007 Bon Voyage, or you can email us at 007 Bon Voyage at gmail.com. And we will see you next week with old Brazi for the first time in 16 weeks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 15 weeks. The third episode we did was Tomorrow Never Dies. This one's. We're coming back with Goldeneye. Are you excited? Yes. Good. Do you ever say no? No. <laughs> he does <laughs> we've both been suffering from a new illness I've discovered called bond fatigue uh, I never yeah. knew it existed uh, maybe, maybe I can't I'll believe I've break. seen 18 of these movies yeah more than average that's Eight, quite the feat 18 mm. out of 20 like we took one or two weeks off maybe since it started yeah yeah it's a lot but we're very close to Skyfall. I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the longest I've gone without that in a couple of years. <laughs> well, thank you for having me on. Of course. Thanks uh, I've been telling the guests uh, we're uh, when we say bon voyage to Adam before he moves to another undisclosed location, <laughs> we might have a kind of live episode where all of our guests come and just for a minute, like we'll have a Bond themed cocktail party and everybody can say hello. Cool. So we might do that in a few weeks in mm-hmm. September. Yeah. Yeah. Until next week, bon voyage, everybody. Bon voyage. Bon voyage.